Welcome to Who's Your Mother podcast, where we discover who we are as souls and mothers through Reiki, spirituality, and healing. Hi, I'm Carolina, your host and Reiki master. I'm so very excited you're here today, so let's get started. Welcome to Who's Your Mother podcast. I'm Carolina, your host and Reiki master, and this is my very dear friend, Ashton Popple. And today we are going to talk about a few things related to her journey. Ashton, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. <laughs> I just thought I was like, we're just having a conversation. conversation. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so I'm Ashton Popple. I am a chiropractor. I focus on families and moms and kids. And I have two little boys. Um, Ellis is seven, Roman is four and a husband named Dylan, who's amazing. And I am just so grateful that Carolina asked me to be on here because I just love her so much. Oh, and so I'm so grateful for her. I, I <laughs> You make me blush all the time. <laughs> so the reason why I asked you to be on this podcast is because <clears throat> I always have loved your journey of how resilient you are, but more so about like, how committed you are to yourself in discovering who you are as a person. And then how does that relate to yourself as a business owner, as a chiropractor? Cause in my vision that you're a healer, but also for your motherhood journey. So the whole point of me creating this podcast is for mothers to have an opportunity um, from fertility, birth, pregnancy, and postpartum, all of which you serve Um to get to know themselves as souls sooner in their motherhood journey so that they don't wake up one day and say, all right, who am I? Or I lost myself, but I used to have these hobbies, but always be on the journey of soul discovery and, but on their own terms mm -hmm. so that they can then have a relationship with healing. So do you want to talk about your journey and your relationship with like healing? Sure. Um, so, oh, how do I there? So I've had to do a lot of healing. I'm still doing a lot of healing and probably always will, but, um, I, the truth. Uh, yes. Um, I grew up, my family was wonderful, but we did have a lot of trauma, um, lots of deaths in our family that were very unexpected. Um, and I never really, truly ever processed and like really, truly healed from those. And so I held on to those for a really long time. Oh. Um, and then I always strive to be very, we were just talking about people pleasing, a perfectionist. I always felt like I was expected to exceed anybody's expectations. Um, a lot of that I did feel like I placed on myself, but um, you know, external things. And I, so I went to chiropractic school and in the middle of that, we had our first baby and it was a pretty traumatic birth. Um, I ended up developing preeclampsia, oh, wow. the, um, an emergency induction and lots of, um, baby was not doing well during labor and delivery, but it happened so fast. And so he was born with IUGR. He had a whole host of um, medical issues his first couple years of life. Very, not a very happy baby. Um, and then 
when he was two, he was diagnosed with sensory processing disorder. And then at three, he was diagnosed with autism. So I felt a lot of guilt um, surrounding uh, my child's diagnoses. And but being in chiropractic school, um, learning a lot of the different things that we can do to help him, we definitely had a lot of um, information and knowledge on how to support him. And he's amazing. He's like the most brilliant child ever. So brilliant that he dupes me all the time. Um, Ella's is quite the shiny star. He's quite, yeah. And if you know anything about human design, (coughs) he is a reflector. (laughs) That's rare. (laughs) And he is super rare. Very much that, I mean, he's very much a mirror to anybody that's around him. He's, he's very, he's just so wonderful. Um, But I held on to a lot. Um, I went through a lot emotionally with him. I had postpartum depression and anxiety after having him and never really sought treatment for it. Um, It wasn't until I started to actually feel more like myself that I realized how bad it really was. Um, fast forward, then, um, graduated school and then we moved back here to Omaha. And then a few months later, we had our second baby Roman, which his birth, I would consider very, it was much more healing. My pregnancy was very, very good with him. Um, he was a very easy baby. Um, but then I ended up opening my practice a few months after he was born and between trying to start my practice, taking care of a newborn, taking care of a three-year-old with his, with dynamic needs, I felt a lot of pressure and I ended up having postpartum anxiety, pretty bad, pretty severe. And, um, one night woke up in the middle of the night and told my husband that I just wanted to go jump in front of a truck because I could not calm myself down. And, um, we started going to, I started going to therapy and we tried medication and I'm so sensitive to it. I couldn't be on medication. So I was just trying to same, use, same. yes, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I was doing all the things I had all the tools in front of me that I was using, but something still felt very, I felt very disconnected from myself. And, um, that's when Carolina came in (laughs) (laughs) and she had told me before I had met her prior to the, to all this happening. And she had mentioned, like she had mentioned Reiki and I, I am very open-minded I just didn't know how, because I'm also a very um, spiritual person. I didn't know how it connected, like how it would be. I didn't understand the energetics of it, I guess, is I was like, is this separate from, is this like a separate thing from God and from Jesus? And talking through it, I realized Reiki just helps you to, connect to source and so I was like well give it a go because I am desperate and one session and I came home and Dylan was like what happened to you like you're glowing and I felt so at peace and that was the first time in a really long time that I felt connected again to God into myself and realized 
all of these layers that I was putting and all this pressure I was putting on myself wasn't actually who I was, all these labels I was putting on myself. And I was, after that, I was like, I just need to peel everything back and learn and heal and figure out who I truly am and like what my soul purpose is. Oh my gosh, you just blew me away. One huge win in that story was you listened to your inner voice. You said, I knew something was missing. The thing is that what I see often when I work with women with Reiki is that there's so much noise happening in their world or in their minds. They're not able to discern what is their, their wants, their desires, their needs versus all of the things as a woman and as a mother that you absorb during the day, because regardless of your mindset, usually women are just like we, we solve so much in everyone in everyone's lives. And usually we put ourselves last. Mm -hmm. So I love that you said you knew something was missing. Mm -hmm. I think that that's like a critical point is like, at least not that's that's a diminishing word. That's not what I want to say, but you knew something was missing and that is your intuition. That's your inner voice. And I'm glad that you trusted that enough Mm -hmm. for it to be a critical moment in your story. Yeah. And I, that is like kudos because if I wish, so if anything, I would, I want women to know that they should listen to themselves more. You're often more right than you are wrong. Exactly. Yeah. That, and I had always been very into my mom had always said I was very intuitive growing up. Your my, whole family. Yes. Intuitive. My whole family. <laughs> we're like, kind of like the weirdos. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. I don't think but it's we're, weird. I mean, grew up like my mom would tell us to ground down. We would be outside a lot and working. Your family has the most beautiful and, farms. Yes. And that's like where I do feel very grounded. Um, but I, at some point, between all of these things that you start to put on yourself as a mom and as a wife and as a business owner, you, right. I lost, I lost like who I was. And, um, when I was able to, and I lost, I had a lot of low self-worth and, um, Same. trying to do all the people pleasing, trying to exceed expectations, never truly, never truly like, I would get there and then I would still feel empty. And so, so there was when, no celebrations. There was no, no actual realization. It's like, okay, what do I, what can I do next now to like, try to try to fill that void. And that's when I was like, okay, there's something missing. And I know it's my connection with myself and therefore my connection with God, because truly God creates all of us whole and worthy and at the end of the day, that's all that matters. But when you lose sight of that, then I like to, I, I like this affirmation is your worth is your birthright. Like you were, like you said, you were born worthy. So, um, and I think that, gosh, that's such a huge thing that I'm even still healing. Like worth is like the source of probably everything that I have ever gone through. Yeah. So for me, it's like, how do you conceptualize it? For me, it's like connecting, like in my heart, in my head, I know I'm aware that it's my birthright. Mm-hmm. It's just reconciling it on all levels. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Like I recognize it. I feel it. But somebody once told me 
actually it was my Reiki master teacher. And I still go and see and get Reiki from her pretty often. She said that my work, meaning like my Reiki work, my social media and all of this should not be sourced sources of validation for me. Mm-hmm. My worth in myself and my love should come all internally. Mm-hmm. And I said, Woof. she goes, so <laughs> I was like, Woof. like, how do you do that? So like, it was such a wonderful thing for her to tell me, but it blew my mind because she's like, so my relationship with my son, my relationship with my husband, those, she said, those actually should not be the sources of where I source my love from. Mm-hmm. It all should come from within, mm-hmm. from myself. And I yeah. said, so how does one do that? And she goes, well, my process will be different than your process. Mm-hmm. My struggles are different than your struggles. So your life purpose is different than yours. So for me, all of my stuff has always gone back to the womb, the state girl chakra. All of my life journey has always gone back to the state girl chakra. So for me, it's like, um, it, I something that's helped me understand myself better Cause for me, I'm like, all right, so how the heck do I do that? Mm-hmm. And still, I mean, I started the, like the true, the true stuff in December of 2021. I'm like, I have these huge breakthroughs. It was a very dark time for me. And I was like, okay, so how do I fix these worth? And it's still something I'm working on, but one thing that's helped me is human design. Mm-hmm. And I know that we are both huge lovers yeah. of human design. So Um, For me, in human design, if anyone doesn't know, is a compilation of different modalities that can help you know your energetic type um, based on your birth date, your birth time, and your location of your birth, um, and your birth date. I don't know if I said birth date. So basically, it's an energetic map, and just like the chakra system, it has different centers, energy centers, and this can be defined or undefined. And there's five energy types that you can be, but based on that chart, there's different elements that can be uh, different arrows that can be um, colored in or um, defined or undefined. And basically based on this chart is an experiment, but on your energetic map of mm-hmm. your date and time and birth, all of that, like your genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've um, explored human design with my Reiki sessions mm-hmm. to help me to better understand how I communicate, how am I supposed to function in the world, mm-hmm. how to better understand myself on a deeper level. And that has been huge for me um, and understanding like, how am I supposed to heal? So I really feel like Reiki is not like the one size fits all answer for mm-hmm. healing. I think that it's a slice of the pie if the person's drawn to do it. Mm -hmm. But what I love about human design is that it's allowed me to get, it's validated a lot of things I've experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. A lot of tendencies I had about myself, like the tendency to be outspoken, but that's the way I was uh, (laughs) based upon my energetic Mm -hmm. design. I'm supposed to, and I'm a projector. So Mm -hmm. as a projector, I'm a guide. I'm a healer. Like those are the people. So can you give a little bit of example of like how you, um, what drew you to human design and like, um, how it's helped you in your healing? Cause I think yes. that's really special yes. to like let women know that like one modality and modality is just a type of healing. So it mm-hmm. could be like 
for example, massage therapy is massage therapy is a modality or chiropractic, right? Or Reiki is a modality, or there is, um, or there is things like acupuncture or mm-hmm. acupressure or any of those are just breathing, breathing work. Yeah, all those are different modalities. So like, choose what works for you. A lot EFT that's happening. That's mm-hmm. a modality. So like, yeah. Reiki may not be mm-hmm. for you, or maybe you know, it's just a tool in your toolbox. Right. It I, is an option. Yes, and that's what I love. Like when. Yeah, this is like total. I'll do this first, and then we'll go to the human design. But let's do. I have to talk about chiropractic for at least a second because I think a lot of people think chiropractic, they think neck pain, back pain, which yes, it does help. But a lot of physical manifestations that come out are due to emotional and neurological patterns that we have accrued over time. And chiropractic actually helps to reset the nervous system so that we can function at an optimal level so we can truly heal so that we can adapt to stress. And so it's just so much more that. So I had to say that, but I always tell my patients, I give them different options as far as healing, because it's true. Like what works for me may not work for you, but I think that we have to have these different tools in our like wellness toolbox to truly like to truly heal and to be able to adapt because um, I can adjust somebody every single day of the week, but until they do some of that inner work with whether it's like truly connecting with Reiki or doing the stuff during the work week that makes them really, really stressed out and bringing them back down into that calm, like you have to have a variety of things to help you through. I always recommend chiropractic care because you just know, you just don't know what's, um, someone's financial needs, but maybe they can't pay out of pocket maybe, but they have insurance benefits mm-hmm. or maybe not, but like, or maybe they're not ready for Reiki or, but the best thing about chiropractic is like the chakras sit on the spine, mm-hmm. six chakras out of the seven fit, sit on the spine. The seventh is on the crown, but those are just the seven main chakras. There are thousands of chakras in your body. Any, any joints, um, your ears have chakras. So like getting, um, I remember, um, it getting adjusted is definitely a great way to get into alignment because mm-hmm. it's so everything yeah. you're talking about, not only physically, but also <laughs> energetically. <laughs> energetically. <laughs> so I always recommend, especially women who are on the trying to conceive fertility journey mm-hmm. to get adjusted because it's a really gentle way of making sure your hips are in alignment, your sacral, your, cause that's your womb, your mm-hmm. womb space. Right. And also it's a great, um, oh my gosh, I got chiropractic the entire time I was pregnant mm-hmm. by an amazing chiropractor here too. Mm-hmm. But like, I just, it's such a, it's such a, when you combine the power of chiropractic with mm-hmm. like the self-discovery, it yeah. can, that type of healing and that connection where you're doing all of those together can't are just um I've just seen magnificent results yeah, so some pretty amazing things that happen I think yeah key point when you are looking for a chiropractor this one make sure it's a person that you feel safe with it's mm-hmm. a person that you feel emotionally yes. drawn to I've gone to one of many chiropractors um they're not all created the same no we're not. And yeah. it's okay to like have a consultation with somebody. And if you don't feel like it's the right person, you can just say, no, thank you. 
Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I have been to some chiropractors and actually, um, I'm going to throw this out there. My husband got, <laughs> he was a chiropractor once and he, <laughs> this is really funny. He got body slammed. <laughs> He's like, never going. So like now I, I kind of like tell people, um, I'm a little bit biased in my chiropractor. I like to say like, it's a good, it's a good thing. Like, especially since I work with women is that they're Webster certified. Mm-hmm. Cause that means that they're certified to work with pregnant women. There's like specific technique. Like I'm talking about, like, I went to chiropractor school, like this is a certification. Yeah, you totally did. <laughs> you're, all, you're pretty much a chiropractor. So. And is it Kappa? that you need is it is it kappa is the certification or am i thinking doulas i'm getting my certification or is it i kappa um What's the ICPA, certifi- that's what yeah, i'm thinking so of. icpa um you get trained and certified in working with pediatric patients as well okay. and that's where you also learn the the webster certifications okay so they go crazy. hand in hand yep. mm-hmm. perfect yeah because i because after um i don't know it's like people just don't understand that it's not well known mm-hmm. that like the pressure when you do new more babies, like the pressure you put on tomato, right? Yes. Or an avocado to it's check ex- the ripeness. Yeah. But it's super gentle. There are so many different techniques. I know a lot of people see the TikToks of, right. there are so many different low force techniques that are, that work directly with the nervous system that if you are ever like nervous about those types of adjustments, there are tons of low force techniques, tons of doctors who do them. You just kind of have to figure out what works best for you. I was going to start in like, I, I remember I was breastfeeding Ollie and we had quite the breastfeeding journey after our traumatic birth. And my postpartum recovery was horrific, but he actually, because Ollie got stuck in the canal, um, he actually couldn't turn his head very well to nurse Mm -hmm. on one breast. So actually getting that chiropractic care actually helped my breastfeeding journey. Yep. And when I told um, um, my um, family who are like very not well-informed or wellness oriented, um, they're like, what, what? I was like, oh, none of them had breastfed. I was the first one to have mm-hmm. breastfed in my family. So like having Ollie had gotten adjusted, this is way before I met you, mm-hmm. but like um, he could only... Um, if you breastfed, you know, you always have that power boob. So, um, this is the kind of podcast we wanted anyway. So my right <laughs> boob was like the, the power producer. Yeah. My left boob was, what do they the call slacker. it? The slacker boob. Yeah. And I just remember that it was really critical. It took me probably until Ollie was 12 weeks old for me to get him to produce enough on my own. Mm-hmm. It was like, we did all kinds of things, but if it had not been, he wouldn't have been able to nurse on the other boob. Yeah. So thank you for that plug for chiropractic yeah, care. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. <laughs> so chiropractic care is just not only energetically serving you, but it's also like, it fixes just so many things. And just like having that option when I was breastfeeding, yeah. like I was like, okay, it was so important um, for me and my postpartum recovery. Um, I had lost so many things I had wanted in my birth. And everything that I had wanted on my birth plan went wrong. So the only thing I had left after Ollie had been in UQ and I, I was very sick and my, my C-section scar had ruptured. The only thing I had left that I wanted to do was baby wearing and breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And in postpartum, when everything, when any, you have any trauma happen, typically what happens is that you cling to the one thing you can control. Yeah. 
So I was hell bent on making that breastfeeding work. And I was living at the, I at the IBCLC. Mm-hmm. I was like, girlfriend, make this work. I was taking supplements, power <laughs> pumping. I was doing triple feeding. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a B man. But then you got it. And I did. And I breastfed you, for four years. Yeah. I did that. I'm not, you know, yeah. usually all or nothing. I'm like, we're going to get that one home. I only have one kid. So we're going to do this for the four years. Yeah. I can't believe no, my body did that. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, we were made to do that. Truly. That's true, right? Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. It so is. let's talk about lacrimal design. Enough of okay. my boobs. So I am not super knowledgeable about it, but I do. It's okay. I think I, we know enough. We make so it. So I'm a generator and we had talked about this. I am intuitive. And I also know that I have to listen to my gut. So a lot of times because I am an overthinker, I will sometimes make decisions up here, but then I never feel good about it. And it's always the wrong decision. But if I always listen directly to what my gut says, it's always, always the right decision. It's because you're an emotional authority. Yeah. So an authority is, uh, it's called your inner authority is how you are supposed to make decisions. It's your strategy and how you're supposed to live your life, mm-hmm. like to make sure that you're in alignment. For me, I'm self-projected. So it, it has to serve me in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like from an impetive, but like, how does this serve my dharma is usually like, and I actually have to be, it has to like really just come from my soul for me want to do it. Yeah. So I know. So Haley Rogers. Um, Shout out to shameless her. plug for Haley Rogers. Her simplified <laughs> line. So she, um, I actually started learning about human design through her and then I did a coaching call with like a business call with her I've done like because (laughs) I was getting so burnout and not like I love what I do love what I do but when I started to feel like I didn't want to go in in the morning I knew that there was something that I wasn't doing in alignment with like what I needed whether it was something I was doing more on the personal side or the professional side I'm like okay I need Haley to help me figure out what like how can I work best so that I can serve like not only my patients but my family and myself right and um because I was just serving I was only serving I was serving patients and my family and I was like and I'm like I know I'm getting burned out because I feel like I can't do this which is ridiculous because I love I love my family and I love what I do here so my call with her um, what did that look like for you good what did, what did the oh, burnout look like? Lots of anxiety. Um, lots of anxiety. Were you exhausted? To, yes, exhausted. Um, I didn't want to do like, I didn't want to work out. I was eating terrible. I didn't want to go into the office. I just felt so drained. I was okay. very irritable. Um, and I feel like I'm usually a pretty easygoing person. And so when I can, when I start to get really irritable, really anxious. I know that something has got to change. Um, and then she also said that like, I, as a generator, you need to do the things that light you up. And, um, there's a lot of things with being a chiropractor that I absolutely love, like treating patients. A lot of things I don't love, like charting notes. How did I know that one? And insurance and all the back end stuff and like the back end stuff of running a business. 
having a business is amazing because it provides a lot of flexibility, which I need with my family dynamic. Um, but then, um, but there's a lot, a lot of other things that go into owning a business. Like, you know, it's just, you're not ever really off. It's always something going on. And so, um, I was like, I just need to know how to work smarter, like work the best in my advantage energetically. And then so that I can fully serve my patients when I'm in my office and then fully serve my family when I'm home and not have this like mixture of like where I just feel like so overwhelmed. For so for when I reached that point and I I love Haley so much, she helped me so much too, is that I needed to know when something stopped. It felt like there was never ending to anything. So I never yeah. felt like I never felt like I was done with anything. Uh-huh. So that completion was really important for me to feel satisfied. Like there's a gratification for checking off your to-do list, but mm-hmm. like also just like boundaries. There was no boundaries. Oh, boundaries. We spoke about boundaries a lot. You were the one that taught me boundaries. You know, I didn't know boundaries until I met my husband. I like, there was no boundaries growing up. There was just a lot of no's Mm -hmm. like, don't do this. Don't there was like, no, like empowering to learn. Yeah. Boundaries is a whole. My boundaries were that I did not have where I said yes to everything. I, because I I have watched this transformation. I I know you're like, no, I can't. Like it's telling me no. And it's so crazy because it's so crazy because I truly believe that no is one of the most magnetic words ever. I have never thought of no as magnetic, but I like that. I was like, no, I've heard is no as like a complete sentence, That's but true. I've never heard no is magnetic. Because you, you should put that on a shirt. <laughs> right. Don't you have a shirt well, maker? So I can't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but you should but I would be rich in that. So brand it. Make sure you trademark it. I did not it. brand that because I did get that from to be magnetic, which is like a whole other I don't even know what that is. It's oh it's wonderful. What um, is it? Okay, so another shameless plug for to be magnetic. Um her <laughs> name's Lacey Phillips and she started this. It's all about as she calls it, it's neural manifestation. So truly wait, about- is she local? No. Okay, because I know a Lacey Phillips from her previous job life. Oh, I was no. like, she's uh-huh. a chemist? <laughs> I knew a chemist named no. Lacey Phillips. No. So she, um, her, between her and then a neuroscientist, they developed this like process of neural manifestation, uh-huh. which is all what about- What are you doing to me? I need to oh know what gosh, this is. It's so amazing. I love it. But it's truly about getting back to your self-worth. So I meant to hear this because we were just talking about self-worth. Yes. So. so it's truly. And so I've been using that over the last year and there's a lot of, it's a, they're modules that really, truly help you guide you through the healing of any past traumas to get you back to your self-worth. Whoa. Ah, I know it's so good. She has an amazing podcast. It's called the expanded podcast, but I learned from you first boundaries and saying no is okay. You can say no. Give yourself permission and only to say, say no. yes. Yeah. When my gut says it's right to say yes and anything else say no to, or not at this time. And then I just, that was just like validated through the process that I'm doing with the 2B magnetic stuff because she, and she has said like, no is like one of the most magnetic words that you can do because a lot of different opportunities will arise she calls them tests will come up 
and where you feel like you maybe need to say yes to something, but it truly doesn't feel right for you. But once you say no to that, maybe opportunity that doesn't feel right for you, the bigger, more expansive opportunity that you've been actually waiting for is like right on the other side of the door. But it's like, it's like make, it comes down for me, to like, that's the law of like creating space. Like that's not the universal, yeah. but like, if you are, you have to create space for things to come into your life. Mm-hmm. So like, that makes sense to yeah. me saying, you, and it's like, also I, telling the universe, getting more specific on what it is you want. Well, and I would always say yes to things because I'm like, if I say no, that person's going to be upset with me, or maybe I should say yes to this because it would be good for my business, even though it doesn't really align with my vision for my business, but it could be good like those logical decisions, but then my gut was always telling me like, no, 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 no. Right. So ever since I started saying no to those like tests or those opportunities that weren't really aligned with my vision. So that taught you to honor your energy more. Would always come about. Love that. Yes. That's, that's actually what I was looking for. So you, the more you honor your energy for yourself, the better things get for you. Yes. The more in alignment and happy yes. you are. Yes. So can you share what you, what Haley or human design taught you to do to, to get out of that burnout you had talked about previously? Yeah. So for me, um, it was a lot of that, a lot of saying no to things that didn't feel like they were in line in alignment with what my vision was. Um, or if I felt like that was going to be too much energy, like me giving too much energy to something that wouldn't really fill me back up. But then also she suggested time blocking for me. Time blocking um, is life changing. Yes. And like blocking that she's like, if you, in, in my, it's a little bit harder in my type of business because like the hours that I'm open for patients, um, I can't really, I could potentially be like, I work best in the mornings. I could only see patients in the mornings, but then there'd be some patients that, I like love seeing that wouldn't be able to come in the morning. So with that, it's kind of hard, but my days off, like when I don't see any patients scheduling, if I work better in the morning, scheduling, like my charting right away in the morning and getting it done that way I feel productive and I feel like I accomplished something. And then the rest of the day kind of be like, doing the things that I like to do as far as like working out or going on a walk or meeting like friend, meeting a friend for coffee, stuff like that. But, um, and then let's see what else. Um, what else did she say? I'm trying to think. I actually just went back cause I had it done like a year ago and I actually just went back through it to read what she had all written out. Um, I've been getting, so whenever I have an issue or like, if I see like a pattern that I need to approve upon, like a, either like, um, I don't believe in coincidences, but like communication, I learned recently, I could be a better communicator. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always thought I've been, a, I'm great at talking. So I must be a good communicator. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Um, so there's been ways that I can improve to I'm a, since I'm a projector and that's like 21% of the population. Mm-hmm. So, um, most of the world is manifesting generators and generators. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I dive deep into like, um, the gates and things like that. Those are like the, what connects you in between and like, how am I supposed to communicate? How am I genetically made up? And it, it's, 
Um, one is I have to wait for the invitation as a projector. I have, someone has to initiate it first. Like mm-hmm. I'm never going to, um, like, so I'm invited to an event. That's enough. Like if someone reaches out to me in a DM or comments on a post or, um, says hi to me, then that's great. But like, I need to have, um, and then I can reach out. Mm-hmm. But like, if I like just randomly walked into a place and I wasn't like, didn't have a reason to be there. Or if I did like a cold DM for my business, mm-hmm. that would never go well. Yeah. So like, um, so I have to be invited, but also like understanding like my tone and mm-hmm. communication is really important. Like more like that having the correct tone is either going to break the conversation for me or make it really go well. So I have to make sure that I'm centered in my energy to make sure that my, I'm like very cognizant of my tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that maybe my tone in some conversations that were problematic of recent were probably <laughs> a little aggressive. <laughs> so, but I was, I didn't understand, but not until she had explained it, like uh-huh. with me communicating that like the tone was critical yeah, or that what I, and also communication is also about relationships. Yeah. Whew. I was like, for me as a projector, two things must exist. And I didn't recognize this, but it was like the greatest release. Like I was holding on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's an emotion. I forget the technical term that when you experience this emotion, for your design, then you know you're instantly out of alignment. For me as a projector, it's when I'm bitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine is frustration. Okay. And it's so funny because when she told me that, I was like, literally, like, if Dylan is like, what is going on with you? I always have always used, I'm just really frustrated. Like, <laughs> like oh, well, that makes so much sense. Yes. It just, frust- and I get oh. frustrated with myself, with other people. And I'm like, that's not like that irritability. I'm like, that's not me like that. So I know that I am out of total alignment with myself. If I start to feel very frustrated about things. Yes. Bitter for me. I'm like, mm, mm, yeah. mm. I think the human, what I like about human design is there. It's like all of these things I truly already knew about myself. I just didn't know why. And I think, or I didn't know it, how they were connected. And I didn't know how to like appropriately bring that into my personal life or my business life. And once I got kind of that context and being like, no, like you're fine. Like you're just you like, but I think having those little tools that she provides and like the, just the different explanations of why you might be this way. And like, what can you do to be more in alignment with yourself? I just felt like it was a very validating experience to do that with her. And I feel like anybody that owns a business should like a hundred percent, but I think anybody should like know their human design just on a, even a very basic level to know, to understand like, okay, I'm starting to feel this way. Maybe I'm a little bit out of alignment with myself. Also, there is a key point on the human design chart. That's really like beautiful is there's a little arrow. The, at the top of your chart, there will be four arrows. The bottom right one will either point left or right. If it points left, then you are a specific manifester. If it points right, you are a non-specific manifester. So I'm going to guess you're a specific manifester. I should look. I bet you are. I bet you $100. Mm-hmm. I'm a non-specific manifester. You know, and I, the reason why I say this is because you're a planner. 
People who are detail-oriented in our planners tend to be specific manifestors. The difference between that, what is really great is, especially if you're manifesting something, is how you actually go about manifesting according to your energy. And this is why some vision boards work, vision boards work for some people and they don't for others. So as a non-specific manifester. Oh, hold on. I don't have it saved. It's okay. I bet you. I, I'm almost starting to fill it. You'll have to call Haley later. Yeah. I bet you. You call me later. Tell me I'm right. Because I'm almost always I'm right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> is that... Um, a non-specific manifestor vision boards work good for, and there, there is magic in the details. Mm -hmm. So like if say you want a blue Porsche car, Mm -hmm. so say you want a Porsche car. So then you're going to want, I want it to be blue. I want black rims. I want that beautiful tan leather interior. I want my name embroidered on the seats. I want it this price. So like the details of what it looks like and then how do you like all of that matters for me, I'd be like, mm. so we did buy a blue car actually last year. I, I want it to be safe. I want it to have four wheel drive because we live in freaking Nebraska where there's snow in the winter. No bitterness there. Then um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really care. I just wanted it to be like a Japanese model. I'm like, I am a car person, but I was just like, I just want, I didn't know what year I wanted. I just wanted it to be under a certain price, whatever. So I'm more loose with the details, but more about the emotions. Mm -hmm. Why did I want this car is where I sat in. Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel safe because I had a lot of anxiety with the previous car. Mm -hmm. So it's out of warranty in a Volkswagen. It had over a hundred thousand miles on it. It was like, it's not a good place to be in with a Volkswagen, by the way. So (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to, I wanted this car, but we ended up with a Honda and I, I, as we got closer, I got more specific, but I stayed in the feeling of feeling safe. Mm -hmm. And for me as a non-specific manifester, feelings and the frequency and feeling those emotions is critical. Mm -hmm. So non-specific manifestors are about more of the emotions and typically vision boards don't really work for them. Mm -hmm. But things like details and planning and vision boards and those kind of things do work for specific manifestors. Yeah, also look. I made a huge difference in how I, so for me, it also, it it could work both ways because you're an emotional decision maker. Um, It, it just, it does make a difference. And so what I'm telling fertility tonight in my membership, we're doing a human design class. on like, so that they can know how to manifest their fertility better. Mm -hmm. It is always like a key thing like this. So if I do anyone's human design chart, which you can do for free, but like, um, um, you can just Google it, but, um, that's like the one thing is the bottom right arrow. I'm like, tell me your arrow. Is it left? Is it right? Cause that changes everything on mm-hmm. like, so I need a person to sit in their emotions and let themselves feel it. So feel like, and it's not usually the thing that they're wanting mm-hmm. is about possessing the thing or what is that thing going to do for them? Mm-hmm. So it's never really about money. Like mm-hmm. if you're manifesting money, mm-hmm. like what is that? what is it the thing going to go for? Or what is the thing that money going to do for you? Mm-hmm. Is it going to make you feel safer than? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. emotions for it's, sure. Yeah. That's one, like one of the things with the TV magnetic stuff, they do a whole section on, um, I can't remember what, what they call it. Um, but it's like, what is it that you truly want? Like if you want to manifest money, there's always like a reason why, like an energetic reason why behind that. And a lot of time it's like security, safety, 
stuff like that, where it's not really about, it's like not really about that specific thing, but it's like the energy behind that thing. Right. Is like why you want to manifest it. Yeah. I think when you realize that too, because I think a lot of people say manifest, they think like it's all materialistic things. It's not, it's, I want to if those are like byproducts of you truly being in alignment with yourself and your self-worth, you just naturally start to receive those things. I wanted to manifest more joy for our family. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to manifest a closer relationship with my son. And as I, I, I always tell people, it's, it's not like a magic wand. You actively have to take aligned, actively have to take aligned action yes actions that feel good in your soul yes and however you did however it feels for you that like yes this is good no it doesn't feel good and that goes back to knowing and discerning your own energy of like how does this make me feel and then having enough capacity um I think when you're first starting your journey in in this it's it's a skill that you actively have to cultivate Mm -hmm. knowing like discerning like yes this feels good no this feels bad and trusting, like leaning into that. That's, that's the first step. But like, mm-hmm. knowing that if I wanted to have a closer relationship with my son, what did I need to do? Mm-hmm. What did I need to change? Or how did I need to approach it mm-hmm. differently than it was? And a lot of it was slowing down and being mm-hmm. present. It was really simple. Some of the things that like you want huge shifts are actually just getting back to basics. Uh-huh. putting your phone away, grounding, mm-hmm. turning off the TV. One day <laughs> I turn off the internet to the house. I unplugged the router. I was like, this is a, this is a no day. Mm-hmm. Let's get outside. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, but on another note, I'm really excited for <laughs> the grass started to turn green a couple days ago. And, <laughs> <laughs> and my tree has buds on it. Mm-hmm. I've never been so excited for springtime. I know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know it's been a short winter. It's been a warm winter, but I'm I'm still, I had some seasonal depression going on for sure. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you so much for giving me your time today and sharing your story and just so honored to know you and to have you as my first guest. Oh, thank you. No, I just love you so much. Your gift to many. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Bye. Bye.